Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are we all? Welcome to the Coffee Run Live. I have coffee, so I am a happy camper, and I have power, I have a computer, I have my phone. Uh, we've just had a new double, um, what are they called? Like an awning put up. It looks amazing. Very, very happy. So thank you for your patience with coming to you a little bit delayed this morning. So what I, good morning, what I wanted to talk to you about today is something that I think is super um, interesting. And it's a question. Good morning, Rebecca. How are you? Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. What I wanted to talk to you about is a question I was asked in an interview the other day. And, and it's really, it, it's kind of fun. Actually, I want to talk about interviews, first of all. And what's really curious to me is that there are, I remember when I very, very first started, if I was ever interviewed for anything or asked to, to speak, I would always want to know all of the things. I'd want to know all of the questions. I would want to have my answers kind of like semi-prepped, but not, you know, not fully prepped, right? Because I don't need to have them all fully prepped. If you, if you know your stuff, then you can pretty much go with the flow and answer whatever it is that comes up. Um, but what I found that I actually prefer these days is to not know what questions people are going to ask. Now, something that's really funny, I think is, is and really interesting to listen back to when you're doing your own videos or your own interviews or your own podcast is listening to the words that you use over and over again. So in an interview scenario, I'll, you know, people will ask it a question and I'll, and the thing that I always say is like, ah, oh, you know, that's a really great question, actually. Oh, gosh, we need to get that taken care of. Um, for those of you listening to audio, you got the benefit of not seeing my forehead furrow. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, uh, on Zoom, they've got their automatic filter, so it smooths out your skin in Facebook Lives. It doesn't do that. Most unfortunate. But one of the things I'll always say is, like, oh, that's a really great question, and... You know, this is what comes up for me. And so the way that I like to do it is in a way that's sort of like really in the moment. So even if I get sent a, excuse me, a, a sample of interview questions, I'll, sometimes I won't even look at them. I'm just really happy to go with the flow. Now, if you've got somebody who's an experienced interviewer or somebody who's an experienced podcaster and is used to having guests on the show and, and things like that, I kind of find that they 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 hear things, they're really listening, and then they'll ask questions or ask you to expand on things that wasn't even in the, the pre-prep interview stuff because, you know, that they, they, they're great at what they do. They want to get the little, the little gold nugget, the little secret, the little thing. They want to pull and tease this thread and, and pull it out. And I know for me, when I'm interviewing people, thanks, Rebecca. <laughs> When I'm interviewing people, that's what I like to do. I like to just kind of go like, these are, these are some of the sample questions that we'll ask, but I want it to be a bit of a conversation. It's like, you know, if you were to go and sit down and have a chat with your BFF, 
and maybe you hadn't seen each other for a while, there would be some, or spoken for a while, there'd be some basic questions that you might ask, right? You know, what have you been up to? What did you do on the weekend? How's your kids? What's going on with the blah? Or if I was sitting having a chat to Joe, I'd be like, tell me about Smudge. Tell me about Anthony. What's going on with that? How's John? How's the events? You know, how, how are things going on in your world? Um, how are your sisters? That kind of thing, right? You know, I'd ask questions. And then depending on what comes up and out of those questions and, and the answers that come out of that, like that's how a conversation starts to flow. It's really kind of cool. So if any of you have been given the opportunity to, to be interviewed or you want to start practicing your interviewing skills, the thing that most people get really scared, like, oh my gosh, you know, what if they say something that I don't expect? Or what if the interviewer, uh, sorry, the interviewee isn't forthcoming with their answers? You know, you just got to let all of that go and, and trust the process. And what's the worst that happens? The worst thing that could possibly happen is that you chop up that interview and you make it shorter than what it was longer. And, you know, nobody would be none the wiser. So, as it so happened, I was interviewed on Tuesday with a very lovely, lovely lady called Annette. Now, we've been in the same industry for, for years and years. She's an, a, a sales trainer and doing amazing things. And we were chatting about different things around visibility. So she her, her team had reached out to ask me if I would be an, an, on an interview with her for her podcast, Herpreneur. Uh, is is what it called? Is what it's called? It's coming out. The episode's coming out. I think maybe today or tomorrow. So I'll let you know when it, when it comes through. But the thing that was really interesting was that she said, "So you know, what advice would you give to people?" And you know, we've got. She said that we've got listeners from brand new startup for people who have been in it for a while, and then you know, people who have been in it for a long time. What's the advice that you would give? And I said, "Oh, that's a really great question, actually." you know, because that's the thing that I do to buy myself time, right? Nobody wants to ask a question. So, so it was like, so what advice would you give to someone? And then I sit there. Hmm, I don't know. Or, you know, it gives my brain a chance to kind of catch up. So my mouth gives my brain a chance to catch up and then work out what the hell I'm going to say. So what advice would you give? And I'm like, oh, that's a really excellent question, actually. And and the big answer, and it's the answer for you, you know, in terms of the advice that, that you need, perhaps, in order to grow your visibility, to step into the spotlight, to make more money, to reach more people, to have more joy, fun, whatever in your life. And the answer is create more content. <laughs> to each and every one of you. And, and part of the reason for this, it's so curious to me, um, because everyone that you can kind of, so not everybody, many people that you come into contact with, once you start to grow your visibility, they start to know and learn who you are, right? And so for example, um, th there might be somebody who says like a, a passing remark, it's like, oh, you know, you've got better things to do with your time. You know, like be at the gym or do the videos or, you know, write a book or, you know, whatever it is that you happen to be working on at the time. And what this does is it tells you that people are always following and looking, right? And, and I guess like part of the thing with this, and it's, and it's really, it's really funny. I was having, my parents are here. And I was having a chat with my dad earlier this morning, my mum and dad, we were sitting at the kitchen table, drinking coffee. 
and as you know, as you do. And I was packaging. <gasps> I've been packaging up things for the people in uh, Visible, the immersive experience. I've got these really gorgeous boxes on their way. Oh my God, they're amazing. And I sent off the, the crown for the Queen of Contentology from February. It's in the mail, Janine, it is in the mail. You're gonna love the shit out of it. So anyway, that's by the by. So we're sitting there packaging this sort of stuff and then we got that put away. Dom's on his way to do the, the, the mail run. And um, one of the things that I was talking to dad about is the company that he works for and, and some, you know, some similarities with what we do. And I, I guess like part of the thing that, that dad used to do with me, so I used to employ my dad, and he, he would make sales calls for me. And so he's doing this for another organization. And I was saying to him that things haven't really changed in the, for me in, in the industry for the, for the last probably 10 years. And that's that so many people are just really slow to take action, right? So it's really important in your business that you remember that your content is the vehicle for building relationships. Your content is the vehicle for helping people to, to work through that process of really getting to know you, to see you as an authority figure. I mean, I could, um, and, then, and then making sure that you're in it for the long haul, right? There are many people, and I haven't got the statistical number, so I can't give you the reference. For those of you who really love the data and you're like, where did you get that number from? I can't tell you, but I know that it's true. Right, and I and I have read it. I can't remember what you could go Google it if you wanted. Um, how long does it take for people to buy from you online? Now you might find that sometimes people we're talking like high ticket, right? So anything from like two and a half thousand dollars and up, sometimes even lower. Actually, people can kind of go through two stages, and there's two types of business models that, that you can have. Sales models that you can have. There's the ascension model where people start spending like no money and then they might spend, you know, 20 bucks, 30 bucks on a book and then they might buy a, a lower end program for maybe like $100 or $150 and then they might spend a little bit more as like $4.97 for something that's got a bit more interaction with you and maybe a little bit more accountability and then they might spend a little bit more and then spend a little bit more. So the numbers that you need to be aware of are that most people need to feel like they, they, they need to feel really safe with you, but the majority of people who follow you need between seven and 10 touch points with you before they will buy, right? And, and that's it. That's even like at a, at a $17 thing or like a $29 thing. You know, they, they still need to have the, no worries, no worries, babe. They still need to have that, that long going uh, get to know you stuff. And for some people, the time is just not right for them to jump into whatever it is that you've got out there, or maybe the offer is not quite right for them or whatever the case might be. So if you think about it, if you've got a prospect, somebody who's con who, who has a problem, who needs their problem solved, right? And it could be that... Um, their house smells, right? Let's say that their house smells. And what you know that they really need is a motivational candle that uh, tells them to drink some coffee, put on some 80s rock and handle it. That is, I'm like, this is exactly 
what I need some days. So like the Rock of Ages soundtrack goes on. So they, they're like, all right, well, maybe they're, they, they're not ready to do anything yet. So they look at all the free stuff and then they might opt in for something or buy something that's low end or that's free. And then from there, what happens is they could go a whole massive stretch of time before they are ready to buy from you. So your content helps to keep you front of mind, right? Helps to keep you present in their head. It helps to keep building relationships. It helps to keep connecting. It helps them to be like, oh my gosh, there's that person again. You know, she just doesn't freaking let up. Hi, Susie. How are you? So, you know, it, it, it's just, it's really important that we don't think about content as a pain in the ass, right? If you're thinking that it's a pain in the ass, it's going to be a pain in the ass. What you want to think is, of content as is the vehicle for helping people to move through their buying cycle, right? So whether you are brand new to business, you have to create more content. Whether you've been in business for a while, you still have to create more content. If you've been in it for the long haul and you're, you're still looking at expanding and accelerating and, and you know building that real authority sort of status, then you've got to create more content. And mainly because people don't see you in their feed for five minutes, they forget about you. They forget who you are. And then if you just kind of like flitter off into the never, never, and then come back later, then the chances of you popping back up in their feed are going to be a lot lower. So you've got to be consistent. The other thing that this does, if we think about human behavior and, and the unconscious, often the unconscious and the subconscious things that happen in people's brains, they they kind of see they see you go all out and then they see you drop off and then they see you come out when you want something like you've got a program to sell or whatever and then you're dropping off again. It's kind of like to me, it it's like you know, do I can I really trust this person? Are they really able to deliver what it is that I want? Do they actually really even care about me? Do they actually really give a shit about what I'm going going through and what I'm working on? So for me, what I like to do, and I encourage all of my people to do this, is you've got to keep adding value, even if you're not launching something, even if you're not actively selling something, you've got to have content going out there on a, on a consistent and a regular basis. A case in point, there is a, a, a company that I stumbled across in my Facebook feed the other, uh, probably about three weeks ago. And it's this really awesome um, earring cuff, right? So it is a product-based business and it's, there was this really cool stuff all made from independent designers. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I saw it a few weeks ago and I'm like, oh, you know, I don't really need that. And then it, it popped up again. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's really cute. You know, looked through, like, I was going through the carousel of the photos of, of these independent uh, independent designers and I don't really need it. And then it came through again and it came through again and then it came through again. And I think this earring cuff, that kind of goes through, I think it's for my right ear. It plugs in here and then it comes the whole way around. I've got a photo shoot booked for next month. And I just, I saw it for probably like the eighth or ninth time that it's come through my feed. And I'm like, okay, you win. Shut up and take my money. This is going to be perfect for the photo shoot. Oh my God, I, like I just need it. But it took, like, and I don't normally buy like that, right? I normally 
see it. I want it. I like it. I bought it. But the, the thing for me is like it took a really long time for me to decide and wrap around in my head, right, okay, well, how can I use it? Do I really want it? Um, you know, it wasn't cheap, wasn't super expensive either, but it was just more of a, you know, it's like, it looks like a nice to have, do you really need it, Nick? You know, you've got a bunch of other shit that you, you know, that you could use. And then finally they wore me down. I'm like, oh my God, take my money. And so this can happen for you as well, regardless of whether you're a product-based business, whether you're a psychologist, whether you're a whatever, it doesn't matter whether you're a coach. The thing is, is that sometimes it can take that long. I mean, this is over like maybe two or three weeks that I saw this particular thing, this particular image, and it, it kept coming up. And then I'm finally, all right, I'm done. I mean, you know, let, let's make this work. So that's the thing that you need to do, right? You've got to be persistent. You've got to, you know, you've got to market yourself to people like me, who in that instance was like, yeah, you know what? I just don't need that. And then, oh, you know, maybe I do. And then, oh, you know, maybe I do. Very clever. Very, very clever. Now, I would say that between 70 and 80% of people are like that, right? They need to see things multiple times over before they'll buy from you. Hey, Geordie. So keep consistent. People are always following and looking at your stuff, even if they're not clicking like, even if they're not commenting as much as we love it. I love it. I love it when you you guys comment on my stuff or when you let me know that you're here or you know that it's resonating or whatever because otherwise it can feel even for people like me who have been in this for a really long time it can be a really nice form of external validation that oh yeah it is still being seen i know organic reach is like through the toilet we're not even going to talk about that today um but the point is, is that we all love to be cheered on. We all love a bit of external validation. We all want to know that what we have to say matters. We all want to feel heard. We all want to feel valued and we all want to feel understood. So even though there's all of that there, right? I can guarantee you that there are people who are watching and stalking your stuff. They are not commenting. They are not clicking like. They are not sharing it. They are possibly opening your emails or possibly not opening your emails, but they still look. They still feel like they, they want to you know learn from you. They want to glean from you what they can. They're excited to hear from you. And your job is just to keep showing up until you wear them down. That is what this job is. This job is all about wearing people down. <laughs> And being like, I'm not going anywhere. And I'm going to keep talking until you do this thing. So here's the thing, you know, wave your banner in the air and say like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. You don't actually have to do that, but you can if you choose. And I think it would probably create a pretty cool reaction actually. So that is my advice for you today. Regardless of where you are at, you've got to be creating more content. You've got to be consistent. You've got to let go of the, the almost like that desperate desire to have that external validation and just trust that the content, once it's out of your face, once it's out of your fingers, once it's up there on the internet, that it's going to do what it needs to do and that it's going to reach the right people and that Sometimes it, that, that could be the exact thing. I had a lady say this to me the other day where there was one thing, something that I wrote last week and she said, this is the exact thing that I needed to hear from you and these were the exact words that I was saying in my head and I'm like, how do I not have the conversation with her on Monday and she, to she like, 
she told me on Monday that she'd seen this blog. I'm like, which blog was it? She's like, I can't remember. And I'm like, oh man, Tuesday actually. I'm like far out, you know, I wish I'd known what it was because then I'd be like, oh, that's really cool. But I didn't know that she'd read it. I didn't know that she'd seen it. I didn't know that she'd scrolled, but she told me, she said, that was the exact blog that made me do X, Y, Z. So you've just got to remember that even when it feels like people aren't watching, looking, listening, and reading, they absolutely are. So keep strong, my friends, keep brave, and keep getting out there and doing all of those things. Now, of course, if you want a framework, if you want a system, if you want some training in how to do this, then Visible, the immersive experience is happening with our two-day immersion event next week. This time next week, we are going to be immersed in two days of goodness. And then you've got from then all the way through to the end of April to have me kicking your ass, making sure you're implementing because there's nothing worse than learning a strategy, buying a book, uh, doing some, some kind of thing where you've expanded your knowledge and then you don't implement off the back of it, particularly when you know it's going to make you money, it's going to help you create more clients, it's going to help you get yourself out there. You know, you've just got to make shit happen, my friends. You've just got to make it happen. So on that note, I'm going to love you and leave you. I'm going to go and hang out with my parents for a little bit and drink this coffee of mine. And remember, sometimes that's just what you need to do. Drink some coffee, put, in, put on some 80s rock and handle your shit. So you know what you need to do. You need to get yourself out there, go help some people, have a whole ton of fun doing it. But most of all, remember, please, that the world is ready for your brand of awesome. Have an excellent, epic, awesome and kick-ass day. And if I don't talk to you before, I'll see you before. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.